0: On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock.
1: Attention merchants, you are now the product. Google will be giving you the reviews in the new shopping experience scorecard.
0: Microsoft advertising sits on a throne of lies and auto-applies. Auto-applied recommendations are coming to an account near you. And Facebook might finally have a way to sticker it to the
1: man, uh, TikTok.
0: All on today's show.
1: Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics. Social media and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. Your new shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high tech. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's, it's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back,
0: keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld,
1: AKA Shop.
0: I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on February
2: 25th, 2022.
0: Hello everybody and thank you for joining us for another episode. Jess, <laughs> what's going on in your world? So, my son... He's
2: two and a half, right? And I think we need to teach him how to flirt already because he was trying at the restaurant last night. We went out to eat. And I'm trying to figure out what this kid is doing over me. He's like up and down and up and down. And I turn around and there's a little girl at the table next to us. And he's playing like peekaboo. She's smiling back. and She's probably like five. So he's going after an older woman. And (laughs) then all of a sudden, he just starts at the top of his lungs in this restaurant going, hi, girl. And then back up. Hi girl. And it like it went on for a while. It was kinda cute. And then he stopped. The evening went on and we go to leave. And I like thought it would be nice to say something to that table next to us to like acknowledge the fact that this was going on. And I was just like, have a good night. And I got the most seething look from the father of this child. And he's like already on the defensive of his daughter. And I think he knew it was coming because as we're walking out the door, Jack looks at me and goes, I love that girl.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like you little dog. So yeah. That hi is girl really, is pickup line of it 2022 is, it is the bud way to just make friends wherever you go so I'm just not surprised He's trying to
2: make more than that I but. Love so him. is yeah. that how
1: your husband you know introduce himself to you <laughs> hi, just girl. Sort of a hi girl
0: yeah. <laughs> it worked here I am okay well I had an interesting weekend we usually in past years have tried to watch all the movies that are nominated for best picture. and it's usually like there's a few duds whatever this year we're like a couple movies in they just announced The nominees a couple weeks ago were really behind. I feel like we might not be able to do it. So there's this one called Coda. And I'm like looking all over. I'm on Amazon Prime. And I have a friend who watches all of them too. But he lives in um, Baltimore. So we can't watch them together. So me and Eddie watch this whole movie, Coda, on Amazon Prime. And we finish it. And I'm like, Oh, Jarrett, my friend, what did you think of this movie? He's like, I love it. You know, it's a story about a deaf girl. What did you think of that character and how they cast a real deaf girl? I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't see the movie with Patrick Stewart and Katie Holmes. I watched the wrong movie.
1: There's two Codas? I bought a movie
0: from 2019 and watched the entire wrong movie and didn't know until it was over. (laughs) What was the story that you thought it was Oscar worthy? It was like, my movie was about Patrick Stewart. Like, I guess Coda is a music word and he's learning to play. He's like coming back after retirement, after he has this huge breakdown and having a big concert again. And then the new Coda is is like a pun because it stands for Child of Deaf Adult and then the girl's trying to break into music. So I don't really know that whole story yet because I watched the wrong movie. It's only on Apple TV+. Plus.
1: Well, let's get a review from the 2019 (laughs) Coda with Patrick Stewart.
0: (laughs) It was not good. But you guys, the worst part is, my friend had told me he loved it and it was nominated for an Oscar. So the whole time I was like, yes. Like I thought it was like building to something. (laughs) This is such. And then I was like, okay, I guess it wasn't that good.
2: Wow.
0: (laughs) I was like, Katie Holmes' performance was kind of cheesy, like. Wow, it was embarrassing. I can't believe I admitted to that. I'm sorry for your loss of time. <laughs> Greg. What's new with you?
1: Not too much. I'm, I'm going to Cleveland this week. Ooh. so I'm going my kids wanted to watch a basketball game. So we're going to watch. We're getting out of cold dreary Buffalo and going to <laughs> Cleveland
2: sunny break to Cleveland. watch
1: Cleveland Cavaliers play the Washington Wizards Ooh. who are injury deprived. So I can't even see like Bradley Beal. It's gonna be Kyle Kuzma or some <laughs> knockoff. So I have that but if we want I can maybe do on the marketing clock Instagram another travels with Greg segment. Oh. We really so, enjoyed
2: that last time. Okay. I think you should was yeah, pretty
1: funny. So yeah. follow us on Instagram at marketing clock. And you can see some stories about my travels to Cleveland.
0: Can't wait to see it. Okay, getting into the main news this week. There were big headlines earlier this week because Microsoft advertising has finally After much anticipation, we're waiting with bated breath here, rolled out auto-applied recommendation after an almost year-long beta testing phase. So I'm just going to read from the article for you guys so you can get an understanding of where their mindset is at here. It says, campaign recommendations offer an effective and easy way to improve ad performance and identify new opportunities in a dynamically changing market. However, to adopt recommendation, advertisers need to log into Microsoft Advertising, check them, and click the apply button to make them work. Many of our customers told us that this process can be time consuming and valuable recommendations may be missed. I'm sorry, Microsoft. (laughs) I am so, I I do not appreciate being lied to. (laughs) Who would believe that somebody reached out to them and said it is too much work for me managing money for my business, my client's business to click a recommendation to apply it. That is too much work for me. Please do it on my behalf without my consent. Liars. <laughs> I'm s- who would believe this?
2: No, no one.
0: <laughs> it's like one thing to lie it's another thing to lie so blatantly when you know people are gonna know. I feel like I'm being punked. Like they wrote this looking at me.
1: I'm actually Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs>
0: That is not why they have auto-applied recommendations. Start every press release by saying, hey, Google ads did this last month, so we're doing it now. I just can't handle it, (laughs) at least that would be honest. (laughs) Okay, so currently there are five types of auto-applied recommendations. Create expanded text ads, create responsive search ads, create multimedia ads, remove negative keyword conflicts, and fix conversion goal settings. So here's the big alert here. By default, advertisers will be opted in to auto-apply recommendations for all five recommendation types. So if you have not checked your settings, I opted out during the beta, and in my accounts I was still opted out. So hopefully that's the case for everyone, but I would double-check, and I see Jess checking now, (laughs) setting a reminder.
1: (laughs) How can they make that statement earlier?
0: Which one? And say that's
1: too much work? No, the statement saying that you need to log in, check them, click the apply. That's how you
0: used to do it. Now they're saying we're saving you so much too much. They're creating a problem to say this is the solution to the problem. It's not a problem that anyone has. Nobody's even looking at the recommendations. Nobody's hitting
1: apply because they suck. Right? There's a reason nobody's hitting that button. It's because the recommendations aren't good. Exactly. Unbelievable.
0: Advertisers can opt out of auto-apply recommendations at any time, this can be done in the auto-apply recommendation control center and you should definitely check that right now. If you have these on, you can be asked to be emailed every time it auto-applies. This is set up in your email preferences. If you're crazy enough to have these turned on, I think you should do that too. Um, another quote here, advertisers will have seven days after they receive the email to review the recommendations. After that, they will be automatically enabled. So they're going to warn you ahead of time, depending on your email preferences, before they go into
1: place. <clears throat> Did you see at our local supermarket Wegmans here, they started putting in sardines and with your order. They weren't selling it. <laughs> it's just too much work to <laughs> they go just to auto-applied <laughs> it. It's like nobody's buying these. Nobody likes this. We're just going to auto-apply it to your shopping cart
0: be <laughs> people would be in an uproar. And if you want to keep track of these, you can also see these in your change history and recommendations page, it'll keep a log of the changes that have already taken place. If you want to look at the recommendations tab, great. I love how great they are about negative keyword conflicts. I want to add them myself. Okay, thank you. There are other announcements this week from Microsoft, they're rolling out dynamic descriptions for dynamic search ads. And forget what I said earlier about copying Google because this feature is actually not available in Google ads. That is a first. So Brooke Osmondson is telling us all about this in the Journal of Search Engines. Similar to dynamic headlines in dynamic search ads, Microsoft ads will generate descriptions automatically. That is geared towards the highest relevancy of each user. That's what Microsoft said. There will be a new descriptions column as part of the DSA search terms report. Microsoft will make this is the default to have dynamic descriptions. And if you want to put them in manually, you're going to have to um, opt out of the default setting and do that yourself. Um, I like that they're giving you the option I hate auto applied recommendations.
2: Tell us how you really feel.
1: <laughs> All right. And first up, I saw it first in a tweet from Lawrence chassis, at L on Twitter, go give him a follow great follow. He tweeted Google note on the shopping experience scorecard today. And he links over to what is some pretty big news if you are a merchant or have a merchant center account there will be a new shopping experience scorecard program that will measure the customer experience essentially so the metrics that will be used here are delivery time shipping cost return cost return window and then if you have good scores in the scorecard you may see a boost in ranking, and I'll get to that in a minute, a badge or other benefits that will help customers find your business. So that was the email that was sent out. Digging it a little bit deeper, we can see that that boost they were talking about is really, it's more prominence in the placements within the shopping tab. So don't get it twisted that this is going to impact your ads or it's going to be in the actual search engine results pages when you see products move in. This is going to be in the shopping tab. So we always appreciate the fact that there is now that organic shopping tab, but it's not going to be like a global boost. At least that's according to what we're seeing right now. They have a cool example that you can see up on the screen if you're watching youtube.marketingclock.com go follow and subscribe please you can see the there's a little it looks like a g and it's just a store badge it's, i don't understand why they're writing store badge next to it and then i was thinking about it even further it's like these headphones if you look at it they're not even blue the headphones have the ear part that's blue, and then <laughs>
2: the, the, squishy the squishy is squishy parts yeah. are blue. Yeah.
1: You don't look at that and be like, "Oh, that's a blue headphone." If you ha- it's the color of the like the hard parts of your headphones. So anyway, I just couldn't get past that. Additionally, the program will monitor the experience. As I mentioned, you will get a rating of excellent, comparable, or opportunity on each metric. So some nice verbiage there. And lastly, Google will evaluate the information that you provide each day, there is a fixed look back period. So you can actually change those ratings. And it may take a few weeks, they say, if you're looking to view your performance, you can go to your merchant center account, the navigation menu, click growth, and then click on the shopping experience scorecard that you see there. Additionally, Lawrence found some other shopping news that occurred on Wednesday right before we were recording. But he got an email from merchant center saying we're writing to inform you the retailer standards enforcement will be changing starting today. We'll stop order capping and automatic suspension via the retailer standards program. Thank goodness. The defects tab will be removed and you'll stop receiving retailer standard monthly emails and you can still see all of your order performance. Um, they said the change is because they're trying to help you succeed on Google while ensuring our policies keep up with the buying Google's evolution. So, just another note there. And again, go give Lawrence a follow, L Chassis on Twitter. Thank you, Lawrence.
2: Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions, we don't influence.
1: You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from Riva Cutting, at Riva Cutting on Twitter, by way of the one and only Salt, J. Julie Puccini, at Neptune Moon on Twitter. Julie, back in January, had an answer about the golden triangle, which we all know is broad match, plus an RSA, plus uh, some sort of smart bidding. And together, Google calls that the golden triangle of suck. (laughs) It's It's a it's actually good. We're talking about more next month. Um, And so Riva had responded back last week on Friday. And she said, let me read Julie's tweet. Julie says, I expect we'll be hearing a lot about the golden triangle this year. Expect a big push for smart bidding plus broad match plus RSA not thrilled for my low conversion volume accounts dot 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 to which Riva says. So what they're saying is We'll choose your keywords, your ad copy, and how much you'll pay for clicks? Yeah, sure, let's all get on board with that. And how do we justify management fees when we're supposed to let Google do it all? It's one of those, it's like, how do people not look at this and say it's the biggest company in the world with the biggest profits ever and you are gonna just give them, you're gonna let them do whatever you want? And you think they're gonna do it a good job on your behalf. I know I talk about this all the time. But this is so simple. And so correct. Reva?
0: Yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. Scrooge McDuck with his gold coins, the golden triangle. Yeah. And it's gold for them. (laughs) Yeah, it's not for the advertiser.
1: Choose your keywords. They'll choose your ad copy. And they'll choose how much you pay for clicks. Think about that.
2: Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. I? I see why am I people? This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have.
0: I see why am I people? We have a little story time today via a thread from Joe Spicer at J Spicer on Twitter. And I never get to read the must read marketing article, so I don't get opportunities like this a lot to read things and like the Greg. Um, impending doom, voice. So I'm gonna do it.
1: Ooh, Where you're like I must read marketing articles. Are usually you good. always read
0: them like this? How my dependence on Facebook cost my startup a hundred million dollars and hundred and ten jobs.
1: I'm sorry that I pause in between <laughs> words,
0: Shepard. You <laughs> <laughs> all run on sentences. It's the first time I've publicly spoke about this in four years. Okay, now I'm going to read it like me because that's not sustainable.
2: I don't know. I thought you sounded just like him. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't tell which was which.
0: So his startup was Little Things, which I had never heard of, but it sounds like I'm the target demo. It was female-focused feel-good entertainment. And in 2018, they were just on top of the world. He says, we built the business on the backs of Facebook, drinking from their fire hose of eyeballs. That would have been a good Greg quote. Drinking from their fire hose of eyeballs. Uh, Pretty good. (laughs) Our growth was outstanding, and our traffic and video views skyrocketed beyond BuzzFeed, ABC, CNN, HuffPost, and Fox. He says, we became masters at harnessing Facebook's algorithm, and they had original programming sets. It looked so legit in all of the images. I wish I could have watched some of the programming, but I didn't see it. I wasn't really on Facebook at the time. So he says, then, in February of 2018, the algorithm had a major shift. Now, we had been through tons of algo changes before, so we weren't too worried at first, but something was different, very different. So he says, our high-level contacts at Facebook said Zuck didn't like the fluffy content we were producing and he wanted to be taken more seriously. He wanted the country to respect Facebook and get their actual news there. Previously, it was family and friends update and feel-good viral content. I watched helplessly as 90% of our organic traffic from Facebook dried up. Their only feedback to us was that this is the new focus Facebook wants, hard-hanging news and opinion pieces. And if we wanted more traffic, we should pay for it through sponsored ads. We were neb- never able to grow the alternative channels big enough to balance out the insanely large amount of views Facebook was sending. We were addicted to the Facebook volume of traffic and no other source could move the needle. Years later, as an angel investor, I watched countless startups build their business on Shopify apps, Amazon, Instagram, TikTok, Google apps, etc. And it sends chills down my spine. It's a very sharp double-edged sword. Whew. I know. Isn't that a crazy story?
2: It is. And written
0: well. So they were just like perfect for the Facebook algorithm and then it changed. And
1: they were like going to Facebook and stuff. It's a yeah. very good thread. You should check it out. Go get the, it at community.marketingclock.com. It'll be in our Discord. And we also have it marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter. But the thing I thought was so interesting is it made it seem and Joe, it seemed like Joe had some intel that Mark Zuckerberg just changed what the people wanted.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like,
1: that is absolutely ridiculous.
0: And I feel like that's his downfall.
1: It's not what people is.
0: want. Like you yeah. think all people care no, about is ex- reels?
1: like people might oh. like a little pick me up here, and maybe not the hard hitting news about the c- upcoming election. I mean, so and that having that people fired.
0: fight and spread misinformation. Uh-huh.
1: I never ever got that when people start banning things and doing this and like shadow banning this and limiting this. It's like, let the people choose you moron, you know, let them watch what they want to watch.
0: Anyway, Joe asks you to give him a follow at the end of this if you want more startup stories, and I think you should. He really needs our love, you know, this isn't fair.
1: It's the little things.
0: (laughs) Now it's time
2: for this week's Pew Pew. Lightning round! At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts paid, organic, and social.
0: From GA underscore Benedetti on Twitter, he is asking, our Adsley is on Jenny Marvin, one of everyone's biggest questions about Performance Max if it's cannibalizing your traffic from other search campaigns. So he's asking if you have an exact match keyword, will PMAX have higher or lower priority over close variants and misspellings? And Jenny responded and said, when a query exactly matches, including spell corrected queries, an exact phrase or a broad match keyword within a search campaign, that will be prioritized in serving over performance max. So spell corrections, but not other close variants." It, everyone it, got that. No, because for the record, spelling,
1: a spelling correction it, is now or they might have changed it was a closed variant.
0: Yeah, but now they're calling spell corrections different. They're misspellings as a type of close variant. But the spell correction is when you search on Google. And yeah. then it says it like thinks you misspelled it and shows it spelled the right way.
1: I agree.
0: But like, it's just so confusing and insane. So then PBC Greg responded and said, Thanks, Jenny, we all appreciate it. It sounds like exact match will still match identical terms and misspellings. But that performance max may show for what could be considered to be close variants. Is that correct? Great
1: question, Greg.
0: He's always in here with the great questions. She says, Yes, just one point that the keyword doesn't have to be exact match type. It could be phrase or broad as well. But yes, needs to be identical or spell corrected for the search campaign to be prioritized. So this is Shep again, identical, (laughs) not to be confused with exact.
1: But we're also talking about freaking broad match, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to exactly match your broad match terms, which then turns broad match into exact ish match and also phrase ish match. If you're only matching identical matches of broad match, what is happening? Does that make right? Yeah. Am I correct on that? It's
2: what you typed in when you entered your keywords.
1: Then why even have different match types if you're running email?
0: I've been feeling that way for a while. Why do we have different match types? Because <laughs> none of them mean anything anymore. Someday you'll just put in your website. Yeah, it's scary. Stop it. <laughs> And Mike Ryan had a question for Jenny this week, too. He said, would it be possible to get an official statement on the future of regular shopping campaigns? I've heard from a very senior source at Google that they'll remain in the foreseeable future. Yet reps are constantly saying otherwise. It's an ugly rumor mill currently frowny face He included the nose too. Love that. Jenny said hi, Mike can confirm standard shopping campaigns will be supported for the foreseeable future. This is just crazy. I feel like all the reps are just out there saying whatever they want. Like Jenny's out here answering questions deleting tweets like it's just everything is so confusing. It's a communication. I'm problem. glad standard chopping campaigns are staying.
1: Yeah. And foreseeable future foreseeable features are nothing. Yeah. True, foreseeable future is because this week, this month,
0: it's the same as significant more rumors this time. The source is Chris Ridley at C underscore J underscore Ridley. It's not really him. He said, it looks like even Google Ads reps will no longer be allowed to apply campaign level negatives for PMAX going forward. He has an email from his rep screenshotted. He brought receipts like Monique, okay? About the negative keywords, we are not able to make changes on behalf of the agencies anymore. Sorry, I didn't know about that. We We are seeing with my manager now how we can do it. That typo wasn't my fault. Or Chris's. So... Sam Kesich and PPC Kirk both replied saying that their reps had applied negative keywords for them that day. So it's just all these reps, like nobody knows what's happening. And neither do we. And it's terrible. Can you imagine where we'd be without Twitter and all talking to each other?
1: Probably a lot of space, to be honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we have a Google Merchant Center update via Barry Schwartz for Search Engine Roundtable. You can use the short title attribute to briefly and clearly identify the product you're selling. The examples they give are things like yellow pants or blue headphones, but don't tell Greg that. And Google has a new help document on short titles if you need more information on them or best practices. So you've heard of Icymi, but how about life hacks with PPC Greg? In discovery campaigns, by default, you can only see average CPN at the campaign level, but you can add it as a custom column At the ad group level, it looks really, really weird. You've got to look at his tweet. We'll have it in Discord. And you still cannot add it at the audience level. So that's a hack for you. Okay, from Tim Solo from Ahrefs, at Tim Solo on Twitter. In December 2021, we have reallocated 200K of Ahrefs' monthly paid traffic budget into sponsoring creators and thought leaders in our space We were one of those creators, so I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this. Um, So he's sharing some of his findings from that. There's actually a really great series of YouTube videos on this where they're talking about what they learned from this process. Um, And he talks about the struggles of measuring success. And I have a few things that he said in this thread that I want to highlight. He says, One major concern we had about sponsorships was that people might get used to it and won't talk about us organically afterwards. Well, it was the exact opposite. Many of the folks who... We partnered with gave us quite a few organic mentions on top of the official sponsorship. So that's a great thing about working with podcasts. Call us. And then he has some more nuggets. For 200K, we sponsored 72 videos, 108 podcast episodes, 138 newsletter issues, 11 standalone projects and events, nine blog articles, and seven SMM campaigns. Total unique partnership signed was 60. And for a lot of people, they were their first sponsor for 11. So that's nice too. Um, average deal size was around two to 3000 The cheapest podcast was $140 an episode. The cheapest email newsletter was $85 an email. And the most expensive deal for $20,000 um, was for annual sponsorship of a marketing community. So this is really cool how they're investing so much in some different channels and sharing all the findings with everyone. And I highly recommend everyone check out the YouTube videos and the thread. Thank you,
1: Tim. And can I call out one other thing that Tim mentioned? I think this is a great leadership example where he called out, and we'll get to this in a minute. Uh, he says our partnerships manager at Di underscore Ry exchanged a total of two thousand emails and has completed forty two Zoom calls, basically giving credit to his employee Igor, who's, Hi, who's the are? man. <laughs> But I just, I thought that was cool. You're like, hey, this, this person did this, give them some kudos is we're going to get to somebody that didn't do that. Yeah.
0: And he also talked about how when they tried um, podcast ads in 2019, they didn't get a lot of signups from the landing page. So he didn't think it worked great. But then he was at a conference later and somebody came up to him and said, oh, Ahrefs, I heard about you on a podcast. So that it's not necessarily for like direct signups today, but it can work for the long haul. Okay, from Luke Chapman in our Discord community, he says, I'm sure many of you probably received the survey market research request from Facebook, not me. But in case you don't hear, some ideas they are looking at. This was very interesting. So some things in Facebook ads, they're asking what people thought about a potential brand kit. This would automatically apply your branding in ad creatives. I would just like to call out while I'm here, I think that Discord is the direct reason for Jess's eyesight getting so bad. Because the, all the screenshots are really small, I just watched her lean in. <laughs> I wanted to read it.
1: Cheryl hey, Sandberg.
0: <laughs> They're also working on dynamic copy. This would add key info like price and shipping as text overlays on your creative. They also asked what people thought about template galleries. That one is self-explanatory. Or influencer content. This would collect influencer content for you to choose for your ads. Um, interactive ads and a smart video editor. So it seems like they're working on a lot of cool things there. I hope if you got this survey, you answered with good answers and that they've fixed their ad platform, please. They did not ask about the slidey bar, by the way, that David Herman loves. so much.
1: Oh, they're all in on yeah. that thing.
0: <laughs> PPC Kirk is reminding us this week that there are three ways to measure conversions in Google ads. There is the click through the view through and the engaged view. So um just a quick icymi here engaged view are counted when the user watches at least 10 seconds of a skippable in-stream ad or watches the entire ad if it's shorter than 10 seconds and then converts within the engaged view conversion window well with engaged view conversions you can also capture the value of video assets from rdas in your campaign performance but if you want to see that you have to be looking at all conversions in your reports so I didn't know that. Thanks for sharing PPC Kirk. Big update from BFF of the show. I forget what year 2020. She's always BFF of the show It doesn't expire. She was the first right?
1: She, no, no. Was the first.
0: Glam was first. Oh. She was second, Sorry, but not in our hearts.
1: 2020.
0: It's a lifelong title. You don't need a year. LinkedIn is announcing a new UI update. It says they are refreshing it, their campaign manager. It will be rolled out, rolled out gradually. She's looking forward to seeing the new UI. So LinkedIn announcing a new UI is like for Andrea, like Taylor Swift announcing a new album for me. I just feel like she waits all the time for this, you know? I have it already, and I hope she's not
2: waiting like super excited. Oh, man.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, the one part I <laughs> liked was... The plan part, because I have been working on like strategy and targeting for a client this week, and I hate that I have to like set up a dummy campaign to see all the audiences. So I was hoping that would be better, but it sounds like it's not.
2: I guess that's fair. I just was really turned off by the advertise with the megaphone because it just screams Facebook and I'm just
0: frustrated by it. Oh, that is not a reason to not like it. And
2: the rest of the experience is kind of the same.
0: So that is it for paid. What's happening in organic?
1: All right. And first up in the organic section of this week, the Google page experience update is coming out for desktop, it is rolling out and will be fully rolled out by the end of March 2022. Barry Schwartz has all the details over on the land of search engines. And he goes on to talk about the fact that it's coming out over the next several weeks. Again, I mentioned before end of March 2022 it will be fully rolled out. Okay, so what do you do? All you web folks out there with the site? What do you do for the desktop page experience update? You chill the heck out. That's what you do. Okay, you should already have known that you should be catering to your user experience. And if you don't recall, the factors that are included in this are the largest contentful paint cumulative layout shift first input delay, HTTP security, uh, the absence of intrusive interstitials and mobile friendliness, Though mobile friendliness doesn't translate to desktop, you should be doing these things anyway don't panic. Years. Don't take things off your site. But you should always be working to make your site better for your users. Sometimes that may lower your large contentful paint. But if people want something else, do whatever the people want. Okay,
0: chill the heck out. So chill the heck Greg. out.
1: Uh, yeah, addition- take your own advice. <laughs> 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 All right, well, I'm chilled out because I saw an awesome article from Patrick stocks over on a where he's has a write up saying, what are core web vitals and how can you improve them? So you can check it out. He has a bunch of great examples, some awesome visuals. And if you actually wanna take some action on this or it's just something you've been putting off for a long time, check out the article from Patrick over on HROS. All right, next up, we've got more podcast acquisition news. And of course, the company that's making the acquisitions is Spotify. And they are buying Chartable and Podsites, two of the most prominent podcast marketing and attribution companies. They're buying up everything that Spotify. It's More like Shopify, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> uh, but the, both Podsites and Chartable allow networks to include tags to their shows so you can track who listened, whether they heard an ad, and whether they took action. So I keep saying it over and over again. If you were to start a podcast now, first up, Message us. I'm going to show you exactly what we do. Anchor is the platform that that Spotify purchased, and I highly recommend it. And it's free. You can turn on ads. You can do whatever you want. It's minimalistic, but it works. So check it out. All right. And from the one and only Glenn Gay back Glenn Gabe on Twitter. Go give him a follow. He had a tweet that alerted me to a new feature, which is follow this for Android feature. It is moving. To desktop on chrome so users can go tap it's like that three bu- button that kind of looks like a stop signal in the address bar and you can hit a follow button to keep track of new stories from a website that they're currently viewing so these stories can be found in the following feed in the new tab screen if you want to that's really cool and i thought there was some other good dialogue with glenn's tweet from john henshaw at henshaw on twitter he says interesting follow as a new subscribe since subscribe denotes payment. Apple did the same thing with podcasts. Hmm. So I think that's interesting. And if you're a marketer out there, you've got a whatever a web frontiers person, whatever the right nomenclature is for it, maybe consider follow versus subscribe. Everybody's doing it, kids. All right, next up from at Wissy underscore analytics on Twitter. He found a important release in Google Data Studio. Sarah and all of here have been nerding out over it. But it's a new data blending engine. And you can join you have different join types essentially. So you can use inner outer right cross join types to join everything together and the legacy left join is still there. It's all too much for me. Mm. But they love it. Do you know what what this is?
2: No, the graphic really helps explain it though, but only so much.
1: Okay, well, you can join me then (laughs) in our incompetence. All right, (laughs) And we'll keep it here with Glenn. Gabe, he His quoting a tweet from Barry Schwartz, where Barry said that Google has once again said that there is no EAT score, but the EAT is important and indirectly in the search ranking algorithm, to which Glenn quote tweeted and said, as John said in the video, and I think I covered my tweet yesterday, quote, if we, Google, think it's something important, then I would assume that people working on the search quality side also work to understand it in a more algorithmic way. So that's from john by way of Glenn from a tweet from Barry. So <laughs> all right. Okay, and there is new q&a and maps as found by Allie Marginson at SEO Allie on Twitter. She says her team is spotting in the maps and it's looking fresh. The weird question about donuts is what she found about people liking a donut party want to marry it. Check it out what? over on YouTube Denmark and clock if you want to see But she says, for business without any Q and A, there's often a prompt to ask a question in the statement. Questions are often answered by the community within 20 minutes. Where do you think this estimate comes from? So you'll start seeing more and more in maps, and what that means is you should focus more and more on whatever Google's calling it, your business profile. So make sure you're answering questions and
0: googling your business. Googling your business. There you
1: go.
2: (laughs) My business.
1: (laughs) All right, and this may YouTube for the first time. Will air its annual brand cast during the traditional TV upfronts, according to TubeFilter, instead of during the Interactive Advertising Bureau's digital focused New Fronts. So, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> they are not going to be absent from the New Fronts. They're actually going to be the main presenting sponsor, or yeah, the first ever principal sponsor.
0: Oh my God, you're sponsoring the upfronts. Like,
1: the, sponsor- no, the, the first principal sponsor of the New Fronts, but they're going. To the upfronts to try to take away TV ad dollars.
0: Okay, but just the fact that you're sponsoring like an advertising event. <laughs>
1: like, well, the new fronts meta. are digital only.
0: <laughs> I know, but it's like an advertising event.
1: Right. Yeah, that's right. what they're going. They're trying to take all the TV just, It's
0: got to be so expensive to be advertising an advertising event.
1: I, I agree. And then imagine <laughs> their pitch. It's like, oh, you've got this great content for the TV already. You know where this would look fantastic. Shorts. Hashtag shorts. Now you're short. <laughs> Also, by way of Glenn Gabe, again, can just go follow him. He tweeted an article from Wired, and the name of the article is just this. Is Firefox okay? I wrote the article. They're not okay. Oh. They're doing really bad. And from the article, they said, in the end of 20, or 2008, Firefox was flying high. They had 20% of the uh, browser market. As of right now, they are down to 4% of that market. And on mobile, they're a measly half of a percent. And over the past year, they went down an entire percent. And you can see, I think Google was the largest revenue source. And that's going to change, I believe, in 2023. So it'll be interesting space to watch what happens with Firefox. Also, YouTube earnings will no longer appear alongside AdSense earnings. It'll be broken out. There was also an issue with AdSense reporting. So don't freak out if you saw some changes there. It seems like it's a known issue. And lastly, from Neil Mohan, YouTube creator streaming live will now have a ring around the channel avatar. And clicking on the avatar will take you directly to the live stream. It looks pretty cool. It says live
0: Instagram,
1: and it says tap to watch live. It's exactly like Instagram, but red. (laughs) So you can see that red ring around the avatar. When you click it, you go right to the video to watch it play out live, play out to play out. And that's it for organic news today. (laughs) Whatever it is. It isn't right on the teleprompter. I can't read it. There's no words here. To play us out? To play us out. What does that mean? I don't know what it means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? I don't Go. Go. That's tomorrow. And that's it for us today. And we'll leave you with, I can't do it! We'll do it live. Hack it. We'll do it live. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Hacking thing sucks. (laughs) That's tomorrow. And that's it for us today. I'm Greg O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching the organic section. We'll leave you here with Neil and a feature off his YouTube platform. Take it away.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you have that memorized? (laughs)
1: That's a a deep cut.
2: (laughs) That was not. Well, I don't know how
1: deep. It's from Bill O'Reilly's freak out. If you don't know. Go watch it. Pause this. Bill O'Reilly freaks out. <laughs> well, that
2: stings. First up <laughs> in social this week from search engine land, LinkedIn has added the ability to include media and an organization's LinkedIn page. To a freelancer's page on the service marketplace. This is great for adding another layer of credibility because it shows who they work for, which is also nice visibility for the company on the flip side. And it lets them highlight work that they're proudest of and which will probably impress potential clients. So, really nice addition there for freelancers on LinkedIn. Next up, Twitter has added the ability to pin DMs to the top of a user's inbox to, as they put it, keep your fave DM convos easily accessible. Hello, fellow kids. If you're on Android, you will be happy to know this is actually available to you as well as on iOS and the web version. I think you can, you can pin up to six DMs. I'm not getting any on Twitter, so I don't know how many you need, but that feels excessive. Pin six conversations like your whole phone screen, right?
1: You don't talk to people on Twitter. I talk to a That's lot of people saying. on Twitter. what
0: I'm saying. I have four siblings and a husband and a baby, so. Y'all are you're on DMing twi- you're on Twitter? Your four siblings are on Twitter? <laughs> and your baby? I know she's on I'm TikTok. I'm just saying, maybe they are. You don't know.
1: I just, I saw some of your your daughter's DMs. There's one kid in there that just kept going, hey girl.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who needs DMs anyway though, right? When you could say things like that. According to Alessandro Paluzzi, Instagram is working on a notes feature. So you can write something to your close friends based on the screenshot he shared. It looks like it's just part of your inbox. You just I don't know where it goes it seemed kind of like an away message back in the day if you guys remember that on aim, but I'm not really sure it just seems like it's something only for your inner circle.
0: I need to level up like Alessandro and get my own watermark. You could make one just at ship. Just
2: put it on top of everything you do.
0: (laughs) Then I'll have really made it.
2: (laughs) All right. We knew this was coming Facebook reels is being launched globally. In addition to the full availability, they've also got new features coming to you, including remixes, ever heard of them, 60-second length, just like they did on Instagram, the ability to share public reels in your stories, drafts, which is nice, and clipping from longer form content, also nice, but really whatever, but maybe not whatever, because more reels equals more content equals more ad inventory, so like buried in the bottom of this article, There's something interesting that they seem to be testing and it's kind of brilliant too. I'll read the quote. We're expanding tests of Facebook Reels overlay ads to creators in the US, Canada, and Mexico and to more countries in the coming weeks. We're starting with two formats, banner ads that appear as semi-transparent overlays at the bottom of a Facebook Reel and sticker ads, which is a static image that can be placed by a creator anywhere within their Reel. They're non-interruptive ads that enable creators to earn a portion of the ad revenue. So that could be something interesting to keep an eye out for and if that's where they're going with reels, I say more reels because we all need more opportunities on Facebook.
1: This is one thing I think Twitter made a really smart move on. They killed fleets off very fast, right? Like they they at least made a move and are like, all right, we're just going to be about communication. <clears throat> I don't know what you do on Facebook anymore. You write text posts, you write little goofy text posts with colors in the background you have stories now you have videos you have facebook watch you have now reels and this this is how does how do people not see that they're ruining their product and then you know what they're going to do exactly like instagram's doing they're going to push reels all these creators are going to have to make these stupid reels that don't work as well on other formats like a youtube regular youtube proper I just and I know client will tag me and be like, Oh, I can't wait to see Greg go Hulk on this. It's just so stupid that you put reels on there. Like figure out some way to blend Instagram and pull those like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand any of this.
2: I don't know. But if you can just let somebody put a sticker on their reel, that they already made for another platform and make a little money off of it. I think you might see folks come this way. Th-
1: that that makes sense.
2: Or not. Because Facebook's not cool.
0: And oh. it's nice to see Jasper's market make their reels debut. You know,
2: we haven't talked about them in a good while.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> wait to see all the political reels that are going to be happening on Facebook. It's
2: gonna be real exciting. <laughs> okay. Speaking of exciting or not, Matt Navarro alerted us to a new official Twitter account. The handle is at Twitter And their bio is expand what's possible with Twitter ads. Oh, which could literally be anything. So I don't know why they're being so secretive. You can't see the tweets unless you're a confirmed follower. So
0: and like expanding what's possible with Twitter ads wouldn't be that hard. There's not much possible.
2: (laughs) But it's very, very top secret. It's Try and give them a follow, the, see if you get accept
1: it. The yeah. easiest thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Expand what's possible. Actually, have your ads show up in the country you're targeting. Boom. Done. Expand what's possible. The
2: possibilities are
1: endless. <laughs> All right.
2: According to TechCrunch, Instagram appears to have quietly removed the ability for mobile users to set a lower daily time limit reminder than 30 minutes. It used to be 10 was the lowest you could set. People are probably feeling betrayed. The whole point building a social network though kids is to make money and you make more money when people spend more time on your app so I think it's a smart business decision and if you want to spend less time on an app you could just practice a little self-control or you could rejoice and thank Chris Ridley it's at c underscore j underscore Ridley on Twitter for showing you how to set time limits yourself on any app we'll link to his thread on discord so you guys can check that out if you really do need some some help limiting your time thanks for doing the lord's work Chris
1: what a job that's got to be to be like one of the people that that do ethics at one of these platforms. Yeah, you
0: know, I need and, it for ASOS.
1: You know, they're like, Oh, you know, what, we should we can all we have it at 10 minutes. Now we should maybe make it for five minute spurts. So that people can get up and get out on their in their life. And then Zucks like no, You know, I, I like that idea of changing it. But let's change it from 10 minutes to 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Screw those people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, much more money we're gonna make. See what happened with with iOS <laughs> <laughs> ethics, ethics person.
2: I'm just thinking of in Billy Madison when they talk about business ethics and they don't know what to say. Ethics in business. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, next up from Engadget. LinkedIn is debuting its own podcast network that's featuring shows from the LinkedIn news team as well as other industry figures. The content is obviously geared towards professionals. They know their audience. They're going to focus on things like understanding tech, which I could really benefit from, managing mental health and the hiring process. If you follow hosts on LinkedIn, you'll be able to listen directly in the LinkedIn platform, which I think is really cool. And then if not, you'll also be able to listen on, you know, wherever you consume podcasts.
1: Since when have you thought the LinkedIn platform is really cool?
2: I don't. But I think it's a nice feature if you're already on the person's page and you're following them that you don't have to leave. It's smart oh, yeah, that's for LinkedIn. It's a really cool feature. Push my glasses up on my face. Speaking of features from Jane Mansion Wong at Wong M. Jane on Twitter. They are working on an onboarding screen for leave this conversation. And it basically tells you, gives you the rundown of what happens when you get out of a conversation. But they say in it, sometimes you just don't want to engage. And I don't understand why Twitter keeps just using slang and short, like just use real words, bird. They said wanna, W-A-N-N-A.
0: They're just trying to be hip.
2: It's not working. I
1: dig this. So people tag everybody in the world and then you just get so many replies. You can just be like, all right, you want to leave this? The only thing I'd say is Jane, maybe you can call this offboarding page, not onboarding page.
2: Brilliant. That's why you're in charge. Lastly, here in social from New York Magazine's Intelligencer, the headline is Zuckerberg has burned five hundred billion dollars, turning Facebook to Meta. And I just wonder how much of that was spent training employees how to pronounce that word.
1: All right, and on to our segment. Segment we have a new one this week called Get Bent. Oh, <laughs> Brian Armstrong dash barmstrong.eth, get bent. So Brian had this long tweet. I think it was 12 tweets in the thread. I'm going to go through the first six, and then I'm going to give you a response. So Brian says, and he is the C- CEO and founder of Coinbase. You may have seen, if you are an American football fan here, the QR code that was his company's ad. He goes on to say, some folks asked for details on how our Super Bowl ad came to be. Here is the quick backstory, dot, dot, dot. We bought it, not knowing what we should do. Initially, an outside agency pitched us a bunch of standard Super Bowl ad ideas. I didn't like any of them. Standard Super Bowl ads tend to be gimmicky, celebrity cameo driven, going for a laugh, etc. Side note, it never made sense to me why I should like a product because a famous person got paid to say that I like it. So we went back and brainstormed, came up with a bunch of other wild ideas, some of these We will do down the road, but didn't have enough time to produce think Apple 1984 some cryptic native stuff, etc. We were running short of time a few weeks. And one of the original ideas we had included putting a QR code at the end. This was partially inspired by Reddit's superb owl commercial at a previous Super Bowl. The key insight was if you can only flash something on screen for a moment, people will Google it later. How do we get them from TV to phone to convert? So then Kristen Cavello, who works at the Martin Agency, I believe she's the CEO of the Martin Agency, responded, right? And so some of Brian's tweets, the one she responded to specifically at 300 likes. She responds and says, It was actually inspired by presentations our agency showed your team <gasps> on August 18th, quote, pages 19 through 24, quote, end quote, and on 10-7, quote, pages 11 through 18, end quote, with ad concepts for the Super Bowl with floating QR codes on a blank screen, and Kristen had twelve thousand likes for that. Amazing! She ratioed the heck out of Brian.
0: Oh my god!
1: So he went on to say, "We didn't have an ad agency. We're so cool," and allegedly may have borrowed the concepts from somebody that did a spec concept for him. So then Brian, about twelve hours later, responded to his initial thread and said, although we didn't work with a traditional ad agency, I'd be remiss not to mention the creative firm we worked with, who actually created the ad commissioned the song, got the clearances, etc, etc. Honestly, felt like we were all one team. So I didn't fully realize it. Thank you.
0: (gasps) Mm. But that wasn't her agency.
1: It was a different agency, it appears that one of the concepts may have come from from Kristen's agency. And Brian says, we'd be remiss not to mention the creative firm. Never mentions the creative firm. Of course not. What a piece of <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> He's a liar, like Microsoft advertising in our first story.
1: So I, I I I couldn't believe this. You're like remiss not to talk about this agency. you don't talk about it? And you make it seem like it's all your thing, and you make it like this thought leadership, like, oh, we don't need agencies, and you do, and then you go back and correct it. You correct incorrectly and then you say we're remiss not to talk about them and then you don't talk about them. I, I had Coinbase stock unfortunately, I sold it. I, I don't want, I, you're I don't, so I moved. want to Put my money behind such a loser. This is what this isn't Tim Solo calling out Igor being like he did a great job. He did this much stuff. He did this. This is a guy lying to make himself look super sweet. And then can't even admit when you're wrong about something and Joe Glover at Joseph Glover on Twitter I thought this, this came right after. Slack was down. Slack wasn't working. There's was a huge problem. Slack put out a, a, a post on LinkedIn and said, things we've learned on 2 22 Tuesdays can go two ways. Two deep breaths can make a situation more manageable. Two heads are better than one. And we're twice as grateful for your patience during today's disruption. No two ways about it. And Joe said, when things go wrong, be honest, be open, be human. When things go right, be honest, be open, be human. Brian did none of that. And then tried to go back at it. It had this crazy way. He's trying to make himself seem so sweet. He made it worse. Hack Coinbase.
0: Okay, and our next segment, Greg names these. I guess the segment's called Friend of the Pod. This is an article called (laughs) How to Tap into the Power of SEO Community for Greater Success, and it is on SEO Chatter, and it is by Friend of the Pod, Hillary Quinn. And she is talking about all the different ways that she leverages the community to... Gain greater SEO success it's an awesome read everyone should read it and one of the best parts in my opinion She talks about listening to our show and she talks about when we launched our first YouTube channel and she says um, We had a following of 85 subscribers and she was thinking to herself How the frick don't more people know about this and she talks about how she pumped us up And then we pumped her up and turned her into a power listener um, She says I champion the podcast and in return they championed me featuring blog posts in the podcast from my resurrected blog, I was putting a lot of time and effort into retweeting my post. And they did something else. Thanks, Greg Finn. They got me a clubhouse invite, which I'll go into below. Sorry for that. (laughs) (laughs) So we really appreciate the mention, Hillary. And you know, you can tap into us anytime power listener for sure.
1: All right, now on to our 10 month ads makeover. I think that Jill Saskin Gales had covered this at one point but if you are running performance max and we're trying to get everybody to test performance max if you have video assets and search campaigns you can see the landing page and some location data in google analytics if you put a segment on that traffic so you need to either put a specific term like PMAX in your campaign name you can then make a segment and then you're looking only at segmented traffic from those performance max campaigns so it's one thing that's very tough. You don't know where anything goes with Performance Max. It's Google's insanely idiotic future, but at least you can see the location, the pages that people are arriving on by making a segment in Google Analytics.
2: And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your earholes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working,
0: where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. There was all this drama last week with a bunch of people's Google ads being disapproved because of a government documents and official services policy. I was one of those people. It lasted about a day. I'm rolling my eyes, whatever. When I looked at my reports to see all my disapproved ads, I had already appealed the decision, but it's really annoying that you have to hover over it to see that the appeal is already in progress. Like I wish they would change the status in that column to like appeal in progress because I just, for my peace of mind, want to see it right there that I've already done it and I don't need to do it again. So, you know, that would be nice. Thank you.
1: Well, on HR side, I'd say in 2021 is been one of the more difficult times we've seen to try to find talent and we still are in person in buffalo it's changed it seems like it's changed it seems like the tides are turning so if you had some hr and hiring problems we've seen a lot of talent maybe it's just the new year and you know many people are a little bit more comfortable moving on from bruno 19 but It seems like there's a lot more people out there than there ever were before. So, you know, might be a good time to check again if you're looking to add to your team.
2: And for me this week, we use mock-ups a lot for creating sitemaps when we're building websites. And we're, we love it, right? But we're also a big fan of using whatever tools our clients are already using. So we used Figma this week to create a sitemap. I know a lot of people use it for more complex design stuff, but it can do simple things too. And it works really well. So if you're using that um, or if you're not, maybe check it out. You have infinite space. And now for this week's
1: Cool tool.
2: As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is a set of, oh jeepers, new features. Oh my god. (laughs) In Google Docs. (laughs) So the first new Google Docs feature they're calling Summaries. It provides a brief overview of the main points in the document so you can quickly parse that information. And prioritize where to focus it uses built-in intelligence to suggest a summary for you so maybe check that you can edit a summary manually which is nice google is also rolling out a pageless format for docs which removes the constraints of like a standard eight and a half by eleven for any content that requires longer or wider space they've got some other cool features as well email draft templates google map previews in your docs and more these features are rolling out already and will be generally available, but you can get more details from their official announcement and we'll have the link to that in our newsletter as well as on Discord. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover
1: it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from 2019. Be part for the show. Glenn Gabe over on G-Squared Interactive. GSQI.com. He's got a post near and dear to our show title. It's called Favagon Five Reasons Why Your Favicon Disappeared from the Google Search Results with Case Studies. Glenn breaks down exactly what to do if your Favicon goes away. Talks about all the different scenarios, like maybe it's being blocked in robots.txt, or he's just got a ton of case studies. So if you're missing Favicons or if you know somebody that has lost their Favicons, don't worry. Don't fret. Head on over to GSQI and give Glenn a follow on Twitter at Glenn Gabe. Thank you, Glenn.
0: Okay. And Greg, what are you adding to marketing a playlist this week? All
1: right. This week, don't judge me. I don't even know what this is. I'm not trying to look cool. It just came across my Spotify. Okay, Shep, I'm looking at you. I don't judge. This is Feli Freshwater. No idea what this is, but I love it. Freshwater by <laughs> Felly.
0: Okay. I will be adding Candy by Mandy Moore. Jess, Aww. I like that. I'm going with Willing to Die. By <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't do
1: that I like that. Willing
2: to Die. It's, it's upbeat and lovely. It's Jin Wigmore, Logic, and the Australian rapper Suffa. I don't know, <laughs> know him either, but it's a great song.
1: And this is supposed to be for music that you can work to playlist at marketingclock.com or apparently die to. ITunes.
2: All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: And we'll see you next week.
2: Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com newsletter to receive every single article we cover. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join.
0: Welcome to this week shooting the heck we're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just
1: shoot the heck
0: today we are bringing back an oldie but a goodie. It is poke holes in this where one of us presents an idea for something that we think could really change the world in a positive way. And everyone else tries to let us know why they think it's a terrible idea.
1: Everybody's favorite game.
0: (laughs) Um, I'll go first. I Um, You know, I just got my tax return. I've been wanting to do some online shopping and there's just so much out there and you just like want to see it all really quickly. I think there should be a setting on ASOS.com that will automatically scroll through the shopping pages for you and then you can just press when you see something you like. So never press. (laughs) I would press like one in a hundred outfits. You want like an
2: auto scroll
0: on a website? Yes, that's a brilliant change the I've world told I'd you change. I've had wrist fatigue.
1: Why don't you just use a little mouse ball? You could just use the mouse mm. ball like a little joystick, and you're you're, you're I'm done.
0: on my phone. This is for the phone. You need to get a phone mouse.
1: <laughs> that's
2: an idea. A phone
1: mouse.
0: That actually is a
2: good idea.
1: <laughs> I personally think it's a bad idea because you don't want anybody to like commandeer your browsing. Next. First, they're like, oh, here's this. Maybe we're going to stop and look at this outfit. It's going to be the priciest one. Then all of a sudden, they're putting your credit card information in. You don't want the auto too much. Because okay. it's
2: ASOS. You look like a space person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have anything better, Jess? I do. And I have a name for it also. Okay. So this is an official product pitch. I want alcoholic gum.
1: So you co- chew of gum. Of course you do.
2: It's called buzzable gum.
1: <laughs> do you eat the gum? How does it work? You chew it. It's like a gusher.
2: Why? But it's chewing gum, which releases the alcohol. I don't know how it works. Oh, We're gonna get science. So this, this could
1: be similar to like the alcoholic chicken that they make. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Chicken. No. What? You gotta Just, drink it. What well, you, gonna,
0: you put the alcohol in it somehow. Why?
1: This is ridiculous.
0: I don't even understand. Why don't you want to drink it? Are you? What, what are you doing with your hands that you can't hold a drink? Are you driving? Well, no, that's not legal. But no,
2: like sometimes you've got other things in your hands, like a child.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This
0: is a ridiculous idea. This is a ridiculous idea. If
1: you can't make it a gusher, it's not going to work. A gusher would be
0: great. I've been there, but you got to just get creative. It's part of being a mom, you know?
2: Also, like sometimes I chew gum and drink at the same time and it's conflicting flavors. So just like give me the tequila gum.
0: Yeah, and then you can't eat. You're on an empty stomach. It's a terrible idea, Jess. Okay, let's workshop this idea.
1: I got a good idea. You make gum that complements a specific type of drink. So you're like, oh, Jack and Coke, this pine flavored gum goes great with it. Then you can mix it in and be like, oh, we're going to get more pine flavor out of it. That's
2: how you get like a mojito. You have the mint in your mouth.
0: Perfect. Okay. Buzzable gum. I like the name. (laughs) Thank you. Greg, do you have anything to contribute today? They're always great.
1: (laughs) Well, mine's on a similar vein to Jess. I was thinking one night that. A lot of people, when they partake in drug activity, and that they get high, they're like, what, "Who listen Who likes incense sticks? And who likes all these different things?" Right? What does that have to do? With getting high?
0: But I'm like, I think yeah.
1: I think people like that when they partake in some 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 sort of drug. Enhances the vibe. Yeah. So what if you combine the candle with said drug? Let's say it's some type of legal weed. Right? We're in New York. Um, and you make the candle smell good, and it has the mar-
0: Same <laughs> <you man. laughs> smells so terrible. This, this is this, an offensive this, idea. It's like
1: an oil or some of the vape stuff that those little kids have.
0: It would smell. There's go. no way. There's no way. Wait, so everyone in the room is just breathing in the candle together, together, like oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's a, it's a collaborative community.
0: That is appalling. <laughs> <laughs> what if someone's kid walks in the room?
1: It's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> what if a kid it eats it their <laughs> mom's gum?
0: You keep it in your purse. Kids don't eat gum in my either. Purse. They get it in their hair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one more, everybody. So my next idea is you really want to spend time with your spouse and be like you're like doing activities together. But sometimes you get home after a long day of work and there's something you want to watch. There's something they want to watch. I want to bring mm-hmm. back the idea of a split screen. But you both have separate headphones. You're watching separate shows sitting on the same couch.
1: <laughs> Wait, it's, so it's just picture in picture? You invented picture in picture? <laughs> no, but you have
0: separate headphones. Picture in picture, you have to pick one audio. You're oh. each, mm. I want to hear the real housewives fight, and he wants to hear the sports. But TVs are wide. This would make it long. That's not my it's, problem. It's
1: mm. not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Oh
2: wow! Okay.
1: I think I think there's something to it. I just think the biggest thing is you don't want on ear apparatus. You want to make it seem like you don't have anything. Certain- yeah, I mean, so kind of
0: together, yeah. Yes, you're kind
1: of together, but kind of not, or maybe you have one only ear, your outside. It's like, ear. like a little bud. Oh, in there. You guys just like, like yeah, you have the outside. Ear. I, a I like this idea. A yeah. Good yeah. Idea. Okay. No this
2: is just in time for Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> Jess, do you have another one? Yeah, I have another idea. Soap on tap. You should have a giant keg of soap under your kitchen sink. And you would never run out of soap.
0: How's that different from a soap dispenser? Because those are house? only filled like this large. How's it different from a soap dispenser like at a restaurant?
2: I don't know.
0: You have it in your house.
2: That's the difference.
0: Jess, yes, under your sink. That is the number one spot that little ones go. They're going to be have a mouthful of soap. They can't get into a keg. You were just a all metal over there with the keg. parenting
1: today. I just, I really appreciate the fact that you found a solution to a problem nobody's ever faced.
2: <laughs> I hate refilling the soap. I just want a larger canister and I want it underneath. I don't want to have to take out my jug and fill it up. My stop other using thing. so much
1: soap, you dirty bird. Or
2: you're
0: washing your hands is a clean thing to do. Just keep replacing it. Stop filling it with your fancy canister. What are you, who are you? Martha Stewart? Well I have one of those little automatic
2: ones, which is quite nice, but then you gotta fill it like every two weeks. That's a lot. Okay. You just want a larger vessel, I really. It's all is a I'm problem that only you for. have.
0: So I hope it happens for you. <laughs> Greg, what's your last one?
1: All right. Going off of what Shep had, I like that idea of the, the brow making better browsing. So I was thinking. Somebody makes an app, it pulls in and overlays on top of your Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or TikTok, whatever you're looking at, and it's browse mode only. You can use this and you will never like something. You will never give it a heart to a tweet that you didn't mean to, that's then giving it, you know, saying, oh, like you, you're endorsing that. There's no way to actually like something. It's a browse mode app for your current social app.
0: Are
2: you invisible? Like when you view a story, you can't tell that you viewed it?
1: I don't think that's how the apps work, but you can't like Mm. something.
0: I can't believe this doesn't exist. It would save a lot of heartache.
1: Mm Right.
0: And a lot of drama.
1: And I feel like people sometimes don't use these apps because they're like, well, I don't want to see some, I don't know, I don't know.
0: Or if it was a really easy toggle at the top, and you're like, "Ooh, looking at my ex boyfriend's Instagram," scroll all the way back. Browse, Browse
1: only. Mm-hmm.
0: I can't argue with that, but I might have if you had poked holes <laughs> in my idea.
1: No <laughs> holes to be poked. None. Great right. idea.
0: Okay, so call us for the next million dollar idea, and we'll see you next week.